yeah, it really helps to experience a great CBC in order to build a great CBC. <laughs> so you really get to see all those elements in action. What's up, everybody? My name is Ish, and I'm the founder of Virtually. And this is Reshaping Education, where we discuss the future of higher education, including online trade schools, boot camps, ISAs, and so much more. Today, we're kicking off our CBC mini-series, where we interview top cohort-based course creators in the space. This conversation was with Julia Saxena of Minimal Viable Video. We dive into her journey into building CBCs, which started by taking Building a Second Brain and Rite of Passage. We chat about her learnings from those two programs and what she's brought over into her own business. If you're a regular listener, we'd love for you to give us a follow on your favorite podcast player and a quick review. It really helps get the word out. With that, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, my name is Ish, a founder and CEO of Virtually, and today I'm joined by Julia Saxena, a copywriter and an online course specialist, most known for her cohort-based course, Minimal Viable Video. Julia, so great to have you here today. Would you be able to introduce yourself real quick? Thanks for having me, Ish. Yeah, really happy to be here. Yeah, as I said, I'm a copywriter and I help experts scale the impact with cohort-based courses. Launching a course really takes a lot of work and it can be exhausting when you're doing it alone. So I work with course creators to pack the cohorts with their ideal students and help them deliver this transformational learning experience that their students are looking for. And I also run a cohort-based course called Minimum Bible Video together with Cam Hauser, who is an entrepreneurship professor at the University of Texas in Austin. And we help professionals get comfortable on camera and accelerate their careers and grow their businesses using videos. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And Julia, one of the things I love hearing about from internet entrepreneurs like yourself is how you got to doing this. Because I think for, for most people who are teaching online or running corporate-based courses, they don't really have a straightforward kind of path to getting here. It's not like you can go to college, major in teaching online and building cohort-based courses. It's an industry that barely existed six months ago and suddenly it's exploded. So tell us about your journey. Yeah, it wasn't a straightforward path for me either. <laughs> you're right. Uh, you're right in that. So I worked as a project manager actually in the corporate world for 10 years in about eight different countries in Europe and also in Papua New Guinea, <laughs> far away on the other end of the world. And the last job I had, it wasn't really fulfilling. It was, I felt kind of like burned out. But I had started copywriting on the side because I always loved writing. And this is something I really wanted to get into. And eventually, I transitioned into becoming a full-time copywriter. So then I was writing sales pages and email sequences and ads and all different kinds of copy for different industries. And that's also the time around where I started to take online courses, mainly sales-paced at the time, to really learn new skills and yeah, just get better. And I got some value out of those, but they weren't truly life-changing, <laughs> to be honest. But then I took Building a Second Brain and Rite of Passage last year during the pandemic. And I feel those are truly the gold standards when it comes to cohort-based courses. And those really felt transformational for me. And I really wouldn't be here so where I am now without these courses. And I just thought like the world needs more of courses like these. 
also like everyone should know about this why doesn't everyone take those courses so yeah, I really want dive to deeper involved. into that I, i'd yeah. love to hear uh, actually i'm enrolled as a student for building a second brain for this upcoming cohort and so i help me understand that people they come out of this these courses and they're raving about them they cannot stop talking about how different and unique of experience there are tell me what was the magic moment for you yeah i think rite of passage was definitely uh, had a lot of magic moments for me because it was just a huge series of mindset mindset shifts that i was going through when i was going in i i didn't have i barely had a website i didn't have a blog i didn't put out any content because i thought There's just so much all out there already. What could I possibly add to all this content out there? And then passage completely shifted this belief for me that like your voice matters, like my voice matters. And I can put my unique spin, my unique experiences is my unique lens of seeing the things. That's what that what matters. And that can connect with people and just to start writing and then actually hearing from people like, hey, this is useful. Tell me more. I want to know more about this. This was truly like so motivating and, and validating. And yes, <laughs> this is working. <laughs> yeah. And there's other online courses out there that I have like a similar message. So what makes, you know, Rite of Passage and Building a Second Brain really that different? Yeah, I think they have really nailed the, the transformation that they want students to go through. And Also, the, the I feel like the, the way of teaching is just is just great. Both Tiago and and David, they teach through stories and metaphors and analogies, so that you really kind of like deeply understand like what the, truly the concepts behind what they're teaching. And and then what what every concept you learn, you get to talk through it in a breakout room. You get to talk through it with your fellow students and discuss it together. And then you got to take action on it. And I think this is a truly great combination that gets, gets you learning and that makes the learning fun. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think one of the things, the trends that really seems to be emerging with court-based courses is they're not just people who are academics or researcher who are teaching these courses. They're people who, one, they're domain experts, but they also love teaching and they care deeply about becoming the best at it, which is a stark difference than at least the experience that I saw in college, where you had a lot of these college professors who were in these classes, but they were forced to teach. They didn't really want to be there. They they wanted to research. And this was just a means to an end for them. Yeah. And so it is, yeah. it's this interesting shift that's happening in the online education space. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you have to be you have to be passionate about about teaching of getting your knowledge across to someone else to really make that transformation happen. And I feel that the experts who can do that the best are often the ones who have gotten results for themselves. They know what they're talking about because they've done it. They've actually done it. So either they've gotten results for themselves or for clients in a sort of done-for-you service. And now they've learned to replicate the same results in done-with-you settings. Like they can coach someone else through the same process, through the same methodology and help someone else succeed. Yeah, no, I love that. Okay, so you've gone through both of these core-based courses. You you feel energized. You feel ready to take on the world. What's next for you? Yeah, and then I started taking on roles as an alumni mentors for also building a second brain and right of passage. So it's awesome that they have those programs. Um, I was able to go back into the cohort and kind of give back and help other students um, along their journey. So this was, this was really amazing. 
And now I'm uh, the lead peer supporter in the OnDeck Course Creator Fellowship, where I'm also helping other course creators launch their courses. And yeah, this is a completely complex shifted my business and everything I do. <laughs> oh my God. It sounds like you're doing so much right now. Uh, tell, tell me where your priorities are. Oh, my priorities. That's a great question. Yeah, it, it's a big priority for me right now. It's truly creating, with, connecting with as many course creators as I can and learning about where they get stuck and what issues they're facing in their, in their journey of getting the courses off the ground and learned, launched. This is a big priority for me. And the second priority is, of course, um, my own course, Minimum Viable Video, which we've just uh, kicked off this week. And I want to create like an amazing experience for our students there as a course manager. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and it feels like these first two original cohort-based courses, Building a Second Brain, Rite of Passage, they've given birth to so many of these new CBCs. And so I'm curious, what are the elements that you are borrowing uh, from those programs? And what's the additional like new spin uh, that you're putting on it? Yeah, it really helps to experience a great CBC in order to build a great CBC. <laughs> so you really get to see all those elements in action. And with Minimum Viable Video, we were really leaning a lot on the concepts, everything that we saw in Rite of Passage. For example, the assignments. I feel like that's such an important part that students immediately take action and then get feedback from their peers on what they're putting out and learning learn from that and have those first like success moments that can propel them forward. That's one part. Then creating like an incredible onboarding experience where even before we have the first session, we give students the opportunity to meet each other and to like bond. Like we're running this like fun icebreaker session. That was really cool. So they already, when they, they come together in the first session, go into the first breakout room, they feel, they already feel like, oh, I've met you already. And uh, we can just start on this journey together. <laughs> no, 100%. And so with kind of this industry really exploding, right now a lot of people are starting to build cbcs and so I'm, I'm curious what advice you would give to them in terms of what is it really important to build one and i know you recently also came out of a third actually fourth cbc because you've gone through ship 30 for 30 but also keystone and so maybe it'd be really interesting to hear billy is a good friend of the podcast and he ran keystone accelerator to help people launch cbcs and so i'm curious maybe some of the insights that you pulled from that as well Yes, Keystone was great in that way. So I believe the core-based course is basically a function of three things. You have marketing, operations, and teaching. And the marketing is so important. We can just we can build the course, but that doesn't mean that people will sign up. So we can't get around marketing. And the Keystone was all focused on that marketing aspect. And so the thing is that we're all exposed to a gazillion sales messages every day, right? Businesses scream at us for buy my product. <laughs> There's ads all around us. And for many of us course creators, at least for me, it feels like almost like icky as thinking of having to be one of them who goes for the hard sell and who has to rely on paid ads to get people in the door. And Keystone really taught me or taught us that we don't have to do it that way. As course creators, we are educators and teachers, and we can use these strengths in our marketing. We can be our audience's trusted guide and people should be better off by consuming our marketing, even if they buy or not buy. So instead of shouting at people with sales messages, we can actually listen to them and start to understand really our audience on a deep level. And what happens then is when someone makes the effort to understand us, 
on that level and get really get to know us, we start to trust that person because they like get us. And this is this really education-based marketing philosophy that Keystone teaches. Yeah. And it's so powerful. And where we're seeing here at Adversely too, is like when you try to do these kind of gimmicks, when you try to get people to buy products without actual substance, you're able to get profits in the short term. Mm. But it's really interesting, like long term, you've built, you've I guess you've hurt your reputation mm -hmm. and this person will likely never buy from you again. But when you build trust, you tend to see these long-term super fans emerge. And that can be just so powerful for your brand. Look at building a second brand, look at Rite of Passage. Everywhere you go in the online education space, these names come out over and over again because they've created, they've cultivated this kind of cult following. And the people who love these programs so much that they'll tell their friends about, they'll become affiliates for the program. They'll go back and become alumni mentors. And so there's, real value in bec becoming a trusted partner and really serving the student. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. So now that I guess there's more and more kind of CBC creators coming out, maybe you can talk about, okay, say you've launched your course. You said the other kind of segment was operations. What have you learned that's really important about operating one of these programs? Yeah, the operations, there are a lot of moving pieces <laughs> behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see and don't know about. I feel like here, it's important as a course creator, this can be really overwhelming. If you can, find a partner. If you're the teacher, find a partner who can actually help you with the operations and who can play that role. The same as with, with Cam and Cam and me, like he's, he's a teacher and I'm more like the operations kind of a marketing person in the background. And we have very complementary skill sets <laughs> and that works, works together really well so the whole everything the whole effort is not on one person's one person's shoulders i think that's that's really important <laughs> yeah and it's operations is something that's like again near and dear to my heart because i virtually this is what we focus on is how, mm -hmm. how do we make these how do we make these programs scale and so a lot of times programs will come to us when they're these in these early stages and, and it's actually not that big of a pain point i think uh in those beginning stages it's it's more important to market and build your kind of core following it's really when you you scale and you're really drowning in the logistics of it all mm. Yeah. So to, I guess, tell me in terms of somebody who is running a lot, a lot of the operations, what are your favorite tool sets that you recommend to people building, building these programs? Yeah, absolutely. So you definitely need as a copywriter, I'm very much also looking at the marketing side. So you need a tool to have a sales page, right? <laughs> because this is such an important asset for your course. This is how people often discover it. And that's where they make the ultimate decision to, to sign up or not. So we've decided to go with a really simple solution like Cart, <laughs> like a landing page builder to, to build that out. And then on the back end there, we're leading it to like a learning management system or you could call it a, a course platform. Really, that's what you, that's a good thing to have on the back end. You can process a payment and then organize the students for you, organize the students' records. And yeah, I think virtually it's like a great example of that because you're really taking on the role of being a solution really catering to cohort-based courses because you have so many other platforms like Teachable or Podia who are more a little bit towards the self-paced self-paced courses and who, are, who aren't completely the right fit. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. I think, we, I think you nailed it is that essentially what 
Teachable has done for kind of these self-paced courses, somebody needs to do for kind of these live engage, engaging experiences. And uh, we, we started working on this product two years ago to do exactly that. Obviously, two years ago, there wasn't really a market for it. So mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, we were just riding conviction. And who didn't we, we didn't know that a pandemic would really change the game, and it really has. And so it's glad to see that this movement is happening when it is, because at the end of the day, it's it makes education more accessible and more affordable. With that being said, Julia, I'd love to close on this idea of looking ahead. What do you feel like is the future for this industry? I would love for CBCs to become completely like normalized, that it becomes really the norm for everyone to take a CBC to get a shortcut to an outcome. And that even employers don't necessarily build all this expensive in-house training, in-house training programs, which aren't probably even that great, but instead they let their employees um, take the CBC instead that's, that they want and that's really relevant for their job. I really hope that it will turn out that way. And I also believe that CBCs will become such a great source of just community because we all feel like we have like those niche, people have those niche interests and don't necessarily find someone to talk about it in their kind of like in the surrounding, right? In their, in their family or their circle of friends. And, but with people in the CBC, they all go down the same kind of like weird rabbit hole sometimes. And there you can feel like, can create real connections with people who are into that same stuff as you are. And also just in the future, I just hope that everything will get so much easier to launch with like softwares, like virtually that, that, that makes the tool landscape like so much easier because now everything is like a little bit pieced together. And I think that will make it much, much easier to launch a CBC in the future. A lot of those trends are actually actualizing. It's funny, virtually has an employee perk where any of our full-time employees can take a cohort-based course and get reimbursed for it. So at least we believe in the model quite a bit. With that, Julia, this was an amazing conversation. Do you have any last minute plugs in terms of how people can learn more about your CBC and then also follow you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Twitter at Julia underscore Saxena. That's where I'm publishing daily atomic essays around the topics of online courses, copywriting and productivity. So this is really the best and the best place, best place to go and where you can learn more about me. (laughs) Amazing. Well, Julia, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. And that was Julia Saxena. To keep up with Julia, Follow her at Julia underscore Saxena on Twitter. And if you're looking to build your own cohort-based course, check out what we're building over at Virtually by going to tryvirtually.com slash cohort. And if you enjoyed the episode, would really appreciate a follow or a review on your favorite podcast player. It really helps get the word out. With that, this is Ish signing off. <laughs>